This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. And welcome, welcome. You're live with Dr. Jeff Werber here on Pet Life Radio's Ask the Best with Dr. Jeff. Here for you, here for your pets. Just um, anytime you have any questions, just give me a call. Very easy to do. Number one, 877-385-8882. Once again, that's 877-385-8882. Or join me here live, Pet Life Radio. If you're here, that means you're on, on the app. Just go ahead and uh, ask away here on Instagram Live. I just want to wave to everybody. Hello, hello, good morning on this lovely, gorgeous Sunday morning, at least here in L.A. And um, Amir, how are you? And uh, let's see. Hey, B, Beth, Ani. <laughs> so uh, that's a good question. We're going to talk about that on a personal note. But, um, you know, like, have any of you ever had, you know, like a friend from you knew from way back, right? And all of a sudden, when they grow up, like I'm worms. I've been worms my whole life. I still am, right? Obviously, worms underscore DVM. My license plate is worms. So, and all of a sudden, as adults, and you, you, you probably have noticed this, like, you know, when you go back to a high school reunion or something, and you know this person as whatever their nickname was, whatever, yeah, everybody referred to them that. And all of a sudden, 20 years later, you go, you hi, they go, oh no, it's not, <laughs> my name is so and so. They do it with like this snotty attitude, like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I've known you for 30 years as so and so. All of a sudden, you're changing it on me. So, anyway, I want to know what's happened to you because my sister, who happens to be on, hey, is went from Beth to Beth to Bethany. And uh, I just thought, you know, it's like, what do you think? Should I try the new name or should I, am, I, am I cool? She says I'm cool just calling her Beth. But uh, anyway, it's got to be worse for Steve. <laughs> he also knew you. So, so, yeah, I should say Beth Ani, Bethany married one of my best friends from high school. And obviously he knew her as Beth too. So uh, he's, he's got he's to change all He's in deep trouble. So, anyway. This lovely Super Bowl Sunday, it's going to be, um, I'm just hoping it's a great game. Obviously, I was, would have loved the Rams to be there. Then I kind of wanted the Lions only because it's Jared Goff, and he went to Cal, and I went to Cal, even though he was a Ram, <laughs> playing way better with the Lions than he did with the Rams. But uh, he did take us to a Super Bowl and won, so no, it, that's good. Anyway, I just want a good game. You know, of course, the you know Travis uh, Kelsey is getting a lot of attention because of Taylor Swift, but it, it really should be a really good game. The 49ers are great. Their comeback against the Lions was amazing. So I just want a good game. So I'm looking forward to a good game, and uh, hopefully we will get just that. So anyway, questions, questions. I know one of my clients who joined us today, um, he call- actually he texted me, and it was a really, really good question. He's here. And I said to him, I said, you know what? That's a really good question. And that's a perfect thing to talk about today. So um, I said, you know what? We should join me on the show. So here he is. I'm glad he's here. So anyway, and the question was this. There are a number of outfits out there. One is called Grills. One is called Green Dog Dental that do these anesthesia-free dentals. And he wanted to know, is that okay? So I'm going to share with you the story exactly how it was for me, because I used to have a dental hygienist for humans, for people, come into my office and she would do these dogs anesthesia-free. She would sit them down, put them on her lap, turn the lights low, soft music. And it was almost like these animals were lulled 
into that trance. And she was doing a really good job. And I was thrilled because I know a lot of people just feel uncomfortable with having their dogs anesthetized for dentistry. We don't get anesthetized, but then again, we know what's going on. It's pretty hard to do. Like to do it in a cat, I think it's impossible, but people do it. Anyway, so then a few years later, and she was great. I had her coming in and we scheduled certain days and you want anesthesia free while we have this woman, et cetera, et cetera. So one of my colleagues, Dr. Jan Bellows, he is a one of the top board certified veterinary dentists in the United States. And um, he, at the time he was, he had practice in he, half the year he spent in Denver, half the year in Florida. So he kind of had a really good cross section of patients and people. And um, he was doing this, obviously, as a dentist doing anesthesia, but he wanted to know really the truth. What's going on with these anesthesia freeze? Are they good? Are they dangerous? Not dangerous? Where, where do we go from here? So he identified a number of dogs that were going, uh, obviously, to him or other veterinarians for dentals, dental cleanings, polish, maybe dental x-rays. And a number of dogs were going to these groomers or these grills or these other places that offer anesthesia-free dental. And he notified the owners. He reached out. We're doing a study. I want to, you know, I think he was very neutral to begin with. And he wanted to see what's the reality, what's going on here. So he had them come to his office for pre-pictures and then afterwards to go back to his office for post-pictures. But what he apparently didn't make it very clear or just purposely did not want them to know on the post, he was also taking x-rays. And it was after three years, it was either three or four study, I don't remember, but he then published the data and the results. And the pictures were you know, rather impressive. I, I mean, you could do a nice job getting the tartar off the teeth, polishing up, look nice and pretty and shiny and white. That was not the issue. But after three years or four years, whatever it was, the bone destruction on the non-anesthesia group was dramatic. So what does that tell you? You cannot get under the gums in an awake animal. And you can't even get near the teeth in a cat. But I'm talking, even if you could clean the surface of the teeth to the point where it looks great, it's giving you a false sense of security because you think, wow, what a great job. And I didn't have to anesthetize. You're, it's not a complete job. If you I always say this to people, as a medical person, I'm always intrigued. So when I go to the dentist and I get my cleaning, if you notice the hey, dentist is sitting working away, she's got the scraper, she's feeling, she's got a little piece of gauze in her hand. And you're going up there and back there, back there. You look at that gauze, it's disgusting. And it's got yuck. It's got blood. All right. That's what's going on under the gums. You cannot do that to an awake animal, period. So you think that it's going great. You, the teeth look great. You're happy. But what's going on, the bone is being destroyed because of infection that you cannot access from a non-anesthetic state. So my recommendation is now I do not have that woman come in. I am an advocate of anesthesia for the dentals to do a thorough job. Now, where could you do it? You know, let's say that you're getting to the older dog that needs to have his dentals twice a year. If you want to maybe at the six month part, that half a year part, maybe do the anesthesia free that way. Because again, the more crud we can get off the surface teeth, the less crud you're going to have jumping up, you know, accessing underneath the gums. That may be a solution, or maybe to do three times a year and once do that just to just to get them clean and get some of the plaque and tartar off of the surface of the teeth, which then cannot access the gums deep into the gums because it's not there. You know, I can buy it. I can buy it, but it's a false sense of security. Talk to your veterinarian. I uh, really need to do um, anesthesia to do a thorough job. So I hope that answers your question.
more questions. Um, ah, don't change. <laughs> Good. Thanks, Janice. JB. Nice. See, I didn't even know that, that you were JB. So um, I'm, now, now you're in trouble. Now you're in trouble. All right. So 10, 12 pound dog glucosamine, you know, there's it, really no, you can give probably 50 to 100 milligrams pretty easily. I take 1500. So, uh, you know, it's pretty hard to overdose. But if it's 12 or 10 pound dog, yeah, you can do 50 to 100 milligrams should be fine. I want questions. Now I got some really interesting stuff to talk about too. Of course, football, but now we're not gonna talk about that. Oh, good. A lot of people joining me. I love it. I love it. Well, no, no, I'm saying sometimes, well, let's put it this way. We know that with non-anesthesia, you cannot get deep into the gum line. That we know. Now, whether or not it was necessary, whether or not there was a lot of excess of dirt and debris under those gums, the only way you're going to know it is to clean them and see. So that's what I said. If you want to like alternate, that's better. All right. So that way you can only do it once every other. You know, anytime you're with anesthesia, dentals, you can actually get deep to the gums. And, and, and that's what we do. And we know we need to do that. And um, that seems to work a lot better. Well, we know it works and we know that that's what is recommended by the veterinary dentist. If you notice a lot of these older dogs, it's because they're probably not getting their dentals enough because the owners are afraid of anesthesia. They're the ones that end up needing to have a lot of teeth pulled and the teeth are rotting and they're loose in the gums. That's all because of bone destruction. So, you know, again, if we can prevent that, then we're, uh, we're onto something good. If it's been a while, since we've done an anesthetic clinic, do that one first. And then once we know we've, we're working, starting over from with a clean slate, then maybe in a few months, uh, six months, you can do the non-anesthesia. All right. So let's, well, until we have some other questions, I did you know, peruse what's going on in the veterinary world. There were a couple of stories I thought were very, very interesting. I like to go on the American Vet Med Association, um, has this company called News Brief and the AHA also has their news feeds. So I thought this was pretty interesting. First of all, hats off New York now. Officially, state of New York has disallowed the sale of, the retail sale of dogs, cats, and rabbits in pet stores. So I like that. So the puppies, so puppies and kittens. So that's a good thing. Now, I mean, we've been there in California, Los Angeles for a long time, many, many years. And there are many other states that have done that. And I think that in the long haul, that's going to only help the quality of animals that we're getting. And it also encourage more adopting because if you, you want a pup there, as I said, I just did a post, this little pug that was literally a perfect, perfect, obviously pure breed pug that actually literally, literally fell into someone's arms. They saw it walking around their house. They thought the shirt was lost. That was there. Obviously, I would think the same thing. And they took it in. There was no ID, took it to shelter and there was no microchip, nothing. So they obviously started talking to neighbors. They talked to the mailman. They talked to the... Nobody knew anything about this poor dog. And anyway, now it's theirs. They've kept it. And still, and they, they post it everywhere and no takers. It's unbelievable. And this dog is adorable. So this is interesting. This next story is very interesting for many of you. It should be scary. It's not that scary. For, well, it can, it can be scary, but not really. And I'll tell you why. Secondhand smoke, all right, is linked to bladder cancer in dogs. And so six times more likely, all right, to get bladder cancer if they're exposed to secondhand smoke, but it gets worse. There's an, an active ingredient in nicotine called cotinine, all right, C-O-T-I-N-I-N-E, and it's a metabolite. They found it in urine of even non-smokers as well, which tells you that they had to be exposed. That means if you are with a smoker, not only are you exposed, 
to the smoke. Remember, dogs sense of smell. They have the olfactory receptors. I, they have, you know, 300 million. That's a lot. And so what's happening is that you are with someone who smokes. You get the smoking on your clothing. You go home. The dog sniffs you. They can pick up that scent. They can pick up those micro particles. And um, that is that can, can actually predispose them to bladder cancer. That finding that in the bladder, in the urine, it blows my mind. Ah, persistent uterine cats, two weeks of antibiotics isn't fixing it. Okay, so good question. What I would recommend, first of all, is when you have that, is it a female or a male? Typically, more UTIs in females. So that's important to know. What was done? Because there are a lot of resistant organisms. If you just blanket, sometimes I'll do a urinalysis and they will characterize what they found. It doesn't, it doesn't say just bacteria, okay? It might say rods or cocci or a mixed bag or whatever. If it's not a large number, let's say 25 per high power field, I'm going to go ahead and I'll, I'll take a stab with an appropriate antibiotic that's good for those bacteria, okay? And then if it comes back and if it solves the problem, we'll do a urinalysis after the course and great, we solve the problem. Now, if there are a lot of bacteria, like usually 50 to 100 or greater than 100 per high power field, I'm going to recommend a culture insensitivity because then you have a wicked in bladder infection and then you don't want to just take a stab and guess because we're seeing a lot of resistant bugs nowadays. So antibiotics that used to work for cocci or for rods are no longer working because of specific resistance. So I want to definitely do a culture. So on this cat, all right, it's a male. So I want to know what uh, if a culture insensitivity was done, because if a culture insensitivity was done, then I would imagine it should be solving the problem. Now, what can be contributing to these, even though antibiotic chosen was the correct antibiotic, bladder stones, and some of them are radiolucent, means you may not see them on x-ray, you got to check an ultrasound. So that's a possibility. Or there could be other bladder wall disease that is contributing to persistence of these infections. And also, if you have a persistent infection, sometimes 10 days isn't enough. I would go three weeks, 21 days on antibiotics and make sure it's the appropriate antibiotic based on culture and sensitivity. It's okay to guess one time, but after that, you got a culture and, um, and then take it from there. Uh, please reach out to me uh, after the show at any time if you have any more questions about that. But it's, it's important to make sure you know you're using the correct antibiotic. All right, don't go away. We'll be back up these short words. Every time I run over that 915, I get dirty looks. So anyway, here we go. <laughs> we'll be back after these short words. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> Okay, so we're back. The vulva it was a 10-year-old, a non-spay dog, like a Shih Tzu, that vulva was so huge, and it was like really crazy. 
So I knew we had to do a spay. So we opened her up. I was expecting maybe what we call pyometra. Something was going on. But then with the fact that this vulva was so big, I'm thinking, you know what? This could be some sort of hormonal issue, maybe from a productive ovarian tumor, okay, where it's actually producing more hormone. Anyway, the ovaries were huge, but throughout the uterus were these cysts. And I'm thinking that's because of also maybe over secretion of the estrogen hormones. So um, obviously I'm sending it off for biopsy, but the message here, unless you have a valuable breeding dog, all right, that, you know, interesting, and I say this all the time to my clients, that even legitimate breeders, legitimate breeders that have bred their dogs responsibly, they know exactly what they're doing, they do it very well, they're knowledgeable, the pups are healthy, they know what to do if there's a problem. Even they, after age seven, eight max, they're going to spay those females. Once they are done in their breeding, they know the ramifications and the potential dangers and hazards of not spaying. So they do it. So of course, if you have a, if you're not even breeding your dog and not spayed, you are asking for trouble down the road. Whether it's something like this, whether it's a pyometra, whether it's a uterine cancer, whether it's an ovarian, something. So speak to your veterinarian. Don't take my word, but speak to your veterinarian, and I highly, highly recommend. Um, getting these dogs fixed. Okay. These next two stories I found very interesting. Let me just double check if there are any new questions. Any, how you doing? Cat pulling out tummy hair. Well, that is often behavioral. Sometimes they will go and it's hair plucking. Back to the urinary thing, just the animal is urinating all over the place. That doesn't necessarily mean uh, you have a kitten, a male kitten. Is it neutered yet? I don't know, but it could be other other things going on. So don't jump. But I wouldn't start antibiotics just because of that. When you're going to start antibiotics on an animal, you have to have proof that there is an infection. Now, I always say my old bacteriology professor, Davis, would be rolling in his grave knowing that there's so many of us that just blindly start an animal on antibiotics without actually knowing we have a bacterial problem. So um, anyway, keep that in mind. So this story is very interesting. And listen to it. Yeah, read it and weep. Listen to this and weep. Expensive dog foods marketed as human grade or whole or containing no fillers. So all these fancy foods, here's the study, may be no better than high quality store brands. Good marketing, all right? Hitting those points that seem to appeal to you doesn't necessarily translate to better health. So what is the recommendation here? You want to make sure that whatever you're feeding has AFCO certification, the AAFCO, Association of American Feed Control Officials. They have very strict standards. And you want to see, if you have any questions about a brand, contact them and see if the manufacturer employs a board-certified veterinary nutritionist and participates in published peer-reviewed research. So if the answer, now I tell this to all people, even the science diet, I've been to IAM's factory, I've been to Science Diet Factory, literally personally examined, gone to, and man, you can eat off the floors. It is so impressive. And just so you know, this is really fascinating. When I was at the IAMS, now IAMS now is owned by Mars, and we went to their feline, their kitten, their cat facility. They have these cat rooms where they store, where they house their cats that are involved for their testing on the food. They do all the data testing. First of all, these rooms are huge. There are two or three human technicians that are with the cats at all times. They are, there is so much 
activity. There is so much for them to do. And they are health checked so frequently. And they're only kept for one year. After that, there is 100% adoption rates. These cats are sent to homes and we can only look through glass windows. We can't go in. So we're looking, we're watching these cats and kittens interact and play. There is so much that going on. It is just unbelievable. It is very impressive. So don't think that when you hear about these uh, the old-fashioned beagles that were kept in crates and stuff like that. I mean, at least here, it's not like that at all. And the, any cat would be lucky to have been chosen to participate in these studies. First of all, they're health-checked all the time. There is so much, so many things, so much fun that they have interacting with each other and the people that are in with them. It is really, really cool. So here is the last thing. And then I'm going to be going. This I found, I found fascinating. You know what? It's fascinating. How surprised am I? I can't tell you I'm that surprised because I'm no longer surprised, like insanely surprised when I hear all these stories about dogs. So some dogs have what we call superhuman ability to find their way home. A collie mix found its way home to Silverton, Oregon from 3,000 miles away in Indiana. Another, a blind fox terrier walked between his old and new homes every week that were over a mile away apart from each other. Blind! And then lastly, this I found great. A German shepherd found his way home to Solingren, Germany, after being lost 1,200 miles away in southern Italy. How are they doing this? So what they're thinking is that possibly they use the Earth's north-south magnetic field as an axis and a guide. I say this all the time. I'll get calls from somebody and their dog's acting strange, Lee, okay? And you wonder what's going on. Now, I heard that in the weather report, we're expecting a storm right away. I said, that's it. Dogs can sense change in barometric pressure. And when they do, when they've, for the very first time, when they felt this, they didn't know what it was, but they felt it. But what followed? A storm, often with thunder and lightning. So now they get that association. So when they feel that drop again, that same feeling they felt the very first time, now they're already shivering, shaking, hiding, etc. They're just acting off. And I'm right much of the time, certainly higher than, more right than wrong. So it is really fascinating. So when I now hear that a dog probably has the ability to use it, make a magnetic axis, a field, a north-south magnetic field that helps them navigate hundreds of miles, a thousand miles. It's so weird to me, but it's, I can believe it. I actually can believe it. That's why we love them. They are so amazing. So anyway, that is all we have time for. And I have a ton of stuff to do before Super Bowl party I host. And um, anyway, thanks y'all for joining me. Now, next week I will be here, but I'm going to have a hard out because I'm heading to the Western Veterinary Conference in Las Vegas. I was at VMX last month in mid-January. Then I got to go to Colorado, Colorado to Steamboat Springs for the Colorado Vet Med Association meeting. And now we have probably the second largest to VMX. They used to be neck and neck, but now VMX, I think because it's a location, the fact that it's on the East Coast, it gets more European veterinarians. But anyway, uh, Western Vet is huge. Looking forward to it. Got some good things that I have to accomplish there. So um, we will keep you posted. Anyway, if you have any questions during the week or things you would like to share 
And I'll tell you, if it's a good topic and you're here with me on Instagram or on Pet Life Radio, I want you to ask away because these are, again, I say it all the time. You think you're dealing with something weird? You're not. You're not. After 40 years, I can tell you, there's not a lot of weird stuff. We see it a lot. So don't be afraid to ask questions. And whatever you ask, whatever I can uh, help you with, I'm helping many others as well. And kind of, that's my goal, to help many others. So next time, next week, same bad time, same bad channel here on Pet Life Radio. If you are football fans, hope you uh, enjoy today's Super Bowl. If you are either a KC fan or a 49ers fan, hopefully your team wins. All right. All right. See you next week. Have a good week, everybody. Bye-bye. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.